Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour one on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines national champs. If I would have said at the start of the year, the national championship team is going to have its coach Suspended for six games during the regular season. Two different incidents. Two separate incidents. And you'd go, wait, he's going to not coach for six games? They're still going to win the national championship? Yeah. And he'll be an object of desire for NFL teams as well. Yeah. That happened right in front of our very eyes. The Michigan Wolverines, they dominated Washington last night. Or at least it felt like they did. Every time I thought Washington might have an answer, a counterpunch, they did not deliver. They didn't have those big plays. It was a matchup that we knew what was supposed to happen or could happen. Washington was going to have big plays. Had to have big plays. They didn't. Michigan was just going to run the football. And they did. Washington knew it. Couldn't do anything about it. Michigan rushes for 303 yards. That's the most in a national title game. Most rushing yards in a BCS Bowl game since Georgia rushed for over 300 yards. That was 2017 when they beat Oklahoma. And in that game, I think it was Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb as they both rushed for over 100 yards. Blake Corum rushed for 134 last night and uh, Donovan Edwards as well. So they got four touchdowns out of their running game. And it was no secret. Michigan's offensive line was that good. I think Michigan's defense was underrated. I thought they put a lot of pressure on uh, Michael Penix Jr., and uh, I didn't think Washington's offensive line, which is one of the better offensive lines in the country, was ready for that. There was always one guy. There was always one person. Didn't know where he was coming from. He was putting pressure on Michael Penix Jr. But that being said, you know, If you look at the final score, I don't think that's a true indication of this game. Starting the fourth quarter, 
it felt like Washington was one or two plays away from maybe putting a little bit of pressure on J.J. McCarthy. And I said this yesterday, he's not going to throw the football. He might be the greatest quarterback in Michigan history, but they don't rely on him. They relied on him last year to throw the football, not this year. And I thought that over under a 15 passes for J.J. McCarthy, he ended up with 18 passes, 140 yards. He had a couple of plays, important plays, but it was really it was the running game and uh, that defense putting pressure on Michael Penix Jr. And in case you're wondering, Jim Harbaugh, Right away, meeting with the media after the game, had this to say about his innocence. This was not a season where everything went the way you wanted it to. There were some the off-the-field issues, which we all know about. Can you talk about the satisfaction having overcome those as well to get to this point? Does it make it even sweeter? Right. Can I? Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it couldn't have gone better. It went exactly how we wanted it to go, uh, to win every game. Uh, the off off the field issues were innocent, and, and we stood we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. And I just like to point that out. And these guys, these guys are innocent, and yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent. So. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Okay. So this season went as scripted then. Gets suspended a couple of times. Even your quarterback came out and said, look, we started stealing signs because Ohio State was doing that. Okay. We waited for Jim Harbaugh to stand up and say, hey, this is why we're innocent. And then when he realized that somebody was doing something, and somebody was getting information, then he was going to stand down and take his punishment here. But through it all, they were a great team. Both sides of the ball, they were a great team. I don't think they trailed at halftime this year in any game. I don't think they trailed more than a few minutes in in, uh, their entire season. They were a great team this year. But if you look back three years ago, this was during COVID. Michigan was two and four. And all of a sudden, uh, Jim, if you want to stay, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And he did. And then we wondered, boy, this next season, what's going to happen? But it almost energized him. Like, okay, here's the chip on his shoulder and give credit to Harbaugh because he finally got a team that was in the true image of himself and the other teams that he's had in his coaching career. And you saw that last night. You saw that the last couple of years. I mean, you go back. I'm shocked that they got upset by TCU last year. But they're back, and they win the national title. And rightfully so. They were a great football team. Washington, we waited for something from Michael Penix Jr. It was just never there. But I give credit to Michigan because it just felt like Michigan was going to put pressure on him. He just didn't know where that pressure was coming from. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app. If you haven't done so, you can watch this program all three hours if you like. Andy Staples, he uh, covers college football. He was at the game last night. We'll talk to him about Michigan season moving forward. I'm also curious about, like, I, I look at J.J. McCarthy, and I think he's athletic. Do I think he's the greatest Michigan quarterback? I don't, but, you know, What's he going to be like in the pros? 
Because it's weird to be the greatest quarterback in Michigan history and maybe a first-round draft pick, but your team doesn't rely on you to throw the football. He's really good on the run, but you don't get that many opportunities in the NFL to be on the run. There's not a lot of volume with you know the number of throws that he's had this year. But, you know, he's held in high regard, and, you know, Jim Harbaugh you know, is uh, telling us he's the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. Uh, Tom Brady saying that uh, J.J. McCarthy is the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. I don't know what that means. Like, okay, the most talented, uh, his, his resume here, I'm not quite sure. But um, I think if you're looking at stats, I'd probably look at Chad Henney as maybe the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. How about Mark Harmon? If you're old enough to remember Mark Harmon. Oh, no, that was his dad, Tom Harmon. Mark, he was the quarterback at UCLA. Mark Harmon? Mark, no, he was at Purdue. Purdue? Yes. Yes, Seton. Yeah, but the the conversation of of J.J. McCarthy being the best Michigan quarterback of all time kind of highlights how Michigan have never really had a great quarterback. No. They haven't. He's correct, because it doesn't take long to get to Chad Henney. Yeah. And you're like, hmm. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. What really stood out with the Jim Harbaugh, that, that response we just had with the reporter's question, he starts out his answer by saying, can I? Like he's asking for permission from somebody from Michigan, I'm guessing, you know, like, um, hey, we don't want to ask any of those questions here. Well, those questions are going to persist. It's like the Astros, that story had more validity and had legs because they won. If they don't win, then the story may go away a lot quicker. Michigan winning, it won't go away. It'll still be there. And they're still under investigation. Three years from now, we could be talking about this. And Jim Harbaugh could be you know, coaching in the NFC uh, you know, wildcard round. I mean, USC took years for that to play out. And Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, Jim might not even be there. Probably won't be there in three years by the time they get around to, you know, hearing this. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. So Michigan is uh, a winner. First time they've won the national title since 1997. Andy Staples will join us. We'll uh, get his thoughts on Jim Harbaugh's future because we wondered yesterday, at least I thought it didn't matter what the outcome was going to be, that I think Jim's going to the NFL. And I think the Raiders are going to make a push for Jim. I think Carolina, Carolina and Washington may be fighting each other for Bill Belichick. The Chargers opening is out there, but... And here's another thing. We were talking about these coaching vacancies or, you know, guys getting fired. You had a couple of guys, Ron Rivera, uh, Arthur Smith getting fired yesterday. If you didn't get fired yesterday, are you safe today? At what point, like, you know, Belichick out of respect, they were not going to fire him yesterday. At the end of the week, maybe we'll have, a, you know, some kind of uh, – you know, PR statement there that, you know, we've decided to part ways and say nice things, verbal bouquets on both sides. But Mike Vrabel, safe. Matt Eberflus in Chicago, safe. If you made it through Monday and then you go to work and you just, hey, we're getting ready for the draft and we're getting ready for free agency. We're getting ready for all these things. And all of a sudden you're just waiting. 
you're waiting for Shirley, who is the uh, receptionist for the owner, to go, oh, yes, Shirley? Yes, um, <clears throat> ownership would like to see you. Yes, Pauline. Are you looking for little tells? Like if you're yeah. Matt Everflus, you pull up, you're like, it's, it usually says reserved for Matt Everflus, but it says reserved for head coach of Chicago Bears. Yeah. Just to, Or you swipe your card, you're like, bloop. Yeah. Oh, bloop is yep, good. Yep, still goes through. It brings in a box of donuts today. Like, hey, everybody. Hey, How we doing? Huh? Uh, hey, hey, what? Yeah, I just thought I'd do something <laughs> nice. You know, into the season, bring in some donuts. I know you guys love these, so. Uh, TireRack.com, the first hour brought to you by those great folks, the official tire expert and retailer of the Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Try the easy-to-use tire decision guide, full lineup of Firestone tires, and uh, TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. All righty, Seton. But it is weird that Harbaugh's asking permission because it felt like going into that press conference, there was some kind of game plan of let's not make this about the suspensions. Let's make it about the kids. They won the title, and that's where Jim goes, can I? Can I? But, you know, he said, uh, you know, we're innocent uh, a couple times, and this is the way, you know, basically that this is the way the season was uh, meant to be. It was scripted this way. Yes, he It is odd how they keep fluctuating between we're innocent and, well, everybody was doing it too. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of odd. It's like it's like Michigan has morphed. Well, everybody was doing it, so that means we're innocent into one thing or something. I, I don't really understand what it is. Yeah. I wanted Harbaugh, if he's innocent, to stand up and, and prove that he was innocent or do the best he could to prove he was innocent. That was all I wanted. If, if you're innocent, great. If it's somebody, if somebody went rogue on your staff, okay, then great. Point that out. But did you benefit from this? And that's why I've said this before. In three years from now, do they vacate the title? Do they vacate the title because they're going to forfeit those games? If you did cheat, what games did you cheat in? Can we give you victories there? I mean, I don't, with the NCAA, you never know. And that's why I wondered, what's the best story? Michigan winning keeps this alive. Michigan winning, now does Jim leave, more likely to leave. If Washington won, it was a great story for the Pac-12. They say goodbye to the Pac-12 in you know not the most fitting way because it crumbles. But to win that Pac-12 title in this year, that would have been awesome. And Washington was a fun team to see. I hated to see Michael Penix not play at a high level. But you know what? If if you're watch if you watch the Texas game plan, they were going they ran the football against Washington, and I'm thinking if Texas can do that, ooh, wow, Michigan is going to have a field day, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Pauline. Just so you know, with the NCAA, when it was 2004, 2005, when USC had their national title season, it took six and a half years until they were stripped of their national title. Yeah. They were. Uh, there was an appeal process, there was everything. It was six and a half years after said infractions that they were stripped of that title. Jim might be on to his second job after <laughs> Michigan. He'll be back at Michigan. <laughs> I'm going to come in and I'm going to clean up that mess. <laughs> My mess. Wait, you created the mess. <laughs> All right, but I'm coming in. Bringing in my new assistant coach, Connor Stallions. Was he at the game last night? Does he get a championship ring? Just wonder. Just wonder. All right, uh, poll question, Seton. Well, we could start with the game last night. Might as well, right? Okay. Um, 
Last night's game was more of a blank than the score suggests. Last yeah. night's game was more of a blank than the score suggests. Right. Was last night more of a blowout, or was the game closer than it appeared? Because right. I can't really figure out which it was. It was kind of both simultaneously. Yeah, you were struggling during the game to kind of define it. You're like, ah, is this a blowout, or is this, you know, the first quarter felt like a blowout. It feels like Washington is two plays away from being right back in the game <laughs> while also being completely manhandled the entire time. Yes. And it was like... I, I couldn't figure out. Like, it feels like Michigan is absolutely destroying them, but that, if, this t- if this isn't a phantom holding call, uh, they're right back in this game. I just thought 17-10, Washington getting the ball starting second half, and then it, there were just a couple of plays. But you're right. It teetered on being like 45-13, to 13, or it teetered on maybe it was going to be, you know, 30, 33-30, something like that. By the way, Dylan, who's part of our uh, gambling podcast, did uh, give the five and a half and won that bet. He also took the under, and he won that bet as well. If you follow the uh, Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. Uh, Paulie, how would you fill in the blank? I would say the word I was thinking, that game felt like more of a game than it was. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you know, if you bailed out or you said, like, wow, Michigan's got this. Like you said, at the start of the fourth quarter, they had a couple drives that that holding call when Adunze had that catch, maybe 11 minutes left. Yeah. It was, and, Her, and Herb Street's pretty objective, and he goes, man, that's a quick you holding call. You, you can't call that. It was, it was quick. Because Herbie even was pointing out the number of times Michigan was holding. Like, he's, he's saying they're holding. And then I just thought that was more of a, I'm going to throw you to the ground. You know, maybe it's a quick hook. But, you know, if, if you, you play that out, they, he gets that catch, maybe they tie up the game there. Michigan was the better team, absolutely. I thought Washington was sort of just hanging on the periphery. and uh, But, you know, the final score won't indicate that. Yes, Todd? I thought it was more of a whooping with someone whose name is not Blake Corum runs for a 46- and 41-yard touchdown early like that. It gave, Maybe it's an optical illusion because those were huge plays, but it just looked like an embarrassment. Yeah, but Edwards filled in for him last year and was really good. Um, and I... I mean, that hole that he ran through, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it, it was one of those where you go, you got to. I mean, come on. If not, you're going to give. I said at the time I'm watching, you're gonna, they're going to rush for 250 yards. I underestimated. They went for 303. Marvin, what do you think the game was? I think it was closer. This wasn't Notre Dame, Alabama or anything. <laughs> this was one of those. Too like, soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. this was one of those. All right. Oh, they almost had that one. Seaton, what about you? Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, I would say it was a much closer game than the score says. That Washington was right in that. Penix gets a couple more completions, couple less. You know, I think that I think that nerves on Washington clearly played a big role in the game because their offensive line was getting worked and they kept jumping, mm. um, which is obviously a sign of nerves. I thought that was a big part of it, but I think the game was a lot closer. I think Washington was right in it right up until, you know, late into the fourth. All right, we'll settle on our poll question. Uh, Andy Staples covers college football. Get his thoughts off the national title game and the future of Jim Harbaugh. Man, Jim Harbaugh's got some leverage. If I would have told you during COVID they would go two and four, that guy will have more leverage than any coach in America. Well, 
He's got it. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also uncensored, by the way, so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Since the start of the 2021 season, Michigan is 32-0 when Blake Corum rushes for at least one touchdown. 
By the way, I have the odds to win the national championship next season, in case you are wondering. Who do you think is the favorite to win the national title next year? Fritzy. I'm going to go the Georgia Bulldogs. Bloop, bloop, bloop. All right. Who is second on that list? Marvin, second best odds to win the national title next year? Alabama. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Who's third on that list? Seton O'Connor? Ohio State. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay, Paulie. Comes down to you. The three best teams in college football. Yes. The fourth best team, best odds for next year to win the title? Oregon. Oh, you let all of us down. Yeah. That's me yesterday, Paul, today. Yeah, Texas. Ooh. How about that one? Oh, yeah, remember them? Yeah, Texas, then Michigan, then Oregon. So I'm going to give you credit. Partial credit. Partial credit. Not a bloop, no. but I'm going to give you partial credit. Uh, oop. <laughs> Blue. All right, uh, let me bring in Andy Staples. We always love talking to Andy. Covers college football for uh, On Three Sports. He was at the national title game, joins us from Houston. Your takeaway from this game is what? Michigan was the best team in the country, and they proved it. I mean, that, that was a dominant performance. Eight yards of carry on the ground, and, and they won the way they won all season. So this is, uh, you, you can say what you want. I know that there will be people who will go back to the sign-stealing stuff, and they'll say, oh, they cheated. But look, we've known about all that stuff since before they had to play their toughest games. They showed over this stretch that they were better than everybody else. And you know, you can say what you want. I, I don't think it's going to diminish the shine on uh, the rings on those guys' fingers. Okay, but five years from now, mm-hmm. by then the NCAA is going to get around to maybe ruling on this? Maybe. Maybe. And the Kansas case took longer than that, the Kansas basketball. And so uh, we, we that's a big maybe. Well, USC as well took a long time. Yep. That was six years for that. But, you know, is there anything that anything that is going to come out, you think, five years from now that may taint this national championship or take this championship away when the NCAA finally gets around to a ruling? I don't know that it's going to be any more than what we already know. You know, that that Connor Stallions had people going to games and, and filming the sideline, which, you know, people outside college football who, if you don't know that rule that people can't go scout games in person, don't even understand why it's a rule. It's a cost-cutting rule that got put in place in the 90s. So it's one of those things that if you have to spend five minutes explaining why anybody should even care, I don't think anybody's going <laughs> to care. You know, something that Michigan does that I wonder if other teams are going to do this is they huddle up. So there's, yes. therefore there's no signal. So, you know, the school that is stealing signs or did steal signs, you can't steal their signs because they huddle up. And Nick Saban talked about that, that it's a whole different look for the defense when, you know, you can kind of see what's going to happen. You know, there's less adjustments. Now they huddle up. Nobody's signaling in anything. And I wonder if more teams are going to do it. Well, I think more teams are, teams are going to go to an electronic method of signaling in plays. That, that's been against the rules, too. But during the bowl season, not the playoff, teams were allowed to do it if both teams wanted to do it. So there were games where you saw... Some of them were using a thing where the coach was tapping it on an iPad and then the players it would pop up on on something they had on their bodies. So it's probably going to go to what more what the NFL does, maybe not exactly the way the NFL does it, but that's probably how they do the signaling, and it's not even going to matter. What happens next with uh, Jim Harbaugh? Boy, we talked to Ward Manuel, the AD at Michigan last night, and 
It sounds like he's prepared for for an onslaught of NFL interest in Jim Harbaugh. And the way he put it is, is why wouldn't you be interested if, if you're an NFL team? The guy coached the NFL four years. He went to the NFC Championship game three times. He went to the Super Bowl once. So it, it makes perfect sense with all these openings. It does seem like that's an itch that Harbaugh wants to scratch. He interviewed with the Vikings two years ago, talked to the Broncos last year. So it makes sense. I, I asked Harbaugh about it last night. He's like, nah, I just want to enjoy this. But <laughs> I, 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 do think, I do think that's coming. You did ask him about if he wants to entertain the NFL? Well, so he said he said he's allowed to sit at the big person's table at the family dinners now because yeah. Jack Harbaugh had an FCS championship, a national championship. John Harbaugh has a Super Bowl, and now he's got a national title. So they he can sit at the big person's table. I said, I said, would you like to add a Super Bowl to that list? And he said, I just want to enjoy this, <laughs> which is a perfectly fair answer. Yeah, it just feels like, and I thought win or lose, he was going to go back to the NFL. Just feels like. You know, maybe, and now he's even more attractive to, you know, some of these owners who are going, I want somebody to come in and establish a culture. And Jim Harbaugh brings a culture with him. He has a style. We saw that, and, and it's a style that's very similar to what his brother has with the Ravens. And I'm sure Jim is going to want to try to replicate that again and maybe meet his brother, you know, in an AFC title game or a Super Bowl. Yeah, and maybe the lights don't go out this time, and maybe they maybe they don't. You know, they finished seven yards short of the goal line. They, they they turned it over on down seven yards short of the goal line in a five point game. That's how close he was. So, it, it, can you imagine being that close? Of course, you'd want to go back and do that. And uh, oh, by the way, the Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. So, if you like what John Harbaugh is doing. And you just watch what Jim Harbaugh did. And what he did with this team w was pretty spectacular in terms of team building and how they came together. The sign-stealing stuff did nothing but make them come together because everybody was talking about them. Everybody was calling them cheaters. And they really rallied around each other. This was a group that you know, they, were, they were built to dominate like this. But it took uh, that, that little extra where they came together, I think, just helped them more. It feels like college football is similar to NASCAR, that you're cheating. You're not cheating until you get caught. You're always trying right. for an edge. I mean, I mean, is is that fair to have that yes. big a blanket to throw on the sport? Yes, I think that's that's fair, and it's been a fair assessment of the sport for over 100 years. So it, they did get caught, though, and there's a there's a – Kind of a code among the people in college football, like, don't be dumb enough to get caught. <laughs> and they were. All right. Um, Michael Penix, draft stock, affected at all from last night's performance? I, I think it might be a little bit, but more the, than that, the medicals are going to be what some yeah. teams are going to look at because he had three season-ending injuries in Indiana. And so I think they've got to figure out, okay, do we feel like he can stay healthy? Because if he can, he still can throw better than almost any quarterback in this draft. He and Caleb Williams are probably in a class by themselves in terms of just downfield accuracy. Uh, but last night, yeah, he, he was pressing a little bit. I, I talked to Brock Heward last week, the, the former Washington quarterback, and he said when he's pressing, he tends to miss high. And that's kind of what he did last night. Uh, five yards in attempt, you know, 255 yards in, in over 50 attempts is not an efficient night. And you saw there were times when he had people open. He had Roma Dunze open on that play that would have probably changed the game Good. and overshot yeah. him. Yeah. So 
I mean, that that's it, it will affect it probably a little bit because this is the best defense he's played. But I, he's gonna, I believe he's going to the Senior Bowl. They're going to see him up close. And when they see that ball come out of his hand, they're standing right there two feet away. They're going to go, yeah, there's not many other guys doing that. <laughs> We're talking to Andy Staples, covers college football for On3 Sports. Um, I, I'm not a college football insider, uh, but I think we got to move the transfer portal after the bowl games. Can mm-hmm. we do that? Can we have a, a better window here that's a little bit more fair to the bowl games? You're going to have more playoff games coming up next year. So, you know, these kids can maybe play in those bowl games because they're meaningful and then go into the transfer portal. It will take the coaches acting like adults if they can handle it. It can be done. The reason the transfer portal window is where it is is because schools go by semesters. So that's when the semester break is. So if you're going to enroll at your new school, Mm. you're going to enroll before the spring semester starts. So it can be done, though. I'll give you an example. Last night, if Michael Penix had had to come out, the guy who would have come in is Dylan Morris. Dylan Morris is going to be James Madison's quarterback next year. (laughs) But he was still playing for Washington. So it was okay. The world didn't end because he suited up for Washington last night. And there were other coaches who allowed their their players to do this. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri said, hey, look, you can go on visits. You can decide where your new school is going to be, and you can come play for us in the Cotton Bowl just as long as it's not a distraction. So it definitely can be done, but the the coaches have to be the grown-ups about it. Uh, We say goodbye to the Pac-12, the artist formerly known as the Pac-12. Yeah. You know, I, I'm disappointed. I, I grew up loving watching these games, these rivalries, and you know, now we have Oregon State and Washington State. The two-pack. Yeah, yeah I, at least they got to keep all the money, or at least most of the money. Uh, yeah, it's it's very sad. It's, it's just strange to see, but that game last night we saw was a Big Ten game. Th- those two teams yeah. will be in the Big Ten. And, you know, I'm glad the Oregon-Washington rivalry gets ported to a new conference and, and USC, UCLA. But, yeah, th- that was a, you know, you identified that with the West Coast. It was West Coast football. Uh, you had Pac-12 after dark. It was its own culture. And the fact that the conference was so badly mismanaged from Larry Scott, the previous commissioner, to George Klyavkov, the one who's there now, uh, it, it just they just never quite understood the business of college football or why people care and how to make people care. And, and they had a pretty good product. They just, I don't think they understood where it fit into the landscape. Great to talk to you. Thanks for your contributions all season long. And uh, thank you again. Thank you, Dan. Andy Staples covers college football for On3 Sports. And I uh, was there for the national title game. Yeah, the transfer portal, I think that they can probably move this, massage it a little bit there. I would still love to have somebody who says, you know, I'm going to transfer from my school. Can I play for your team in the bowl game? Like, if you want to make it chaos, you can make it chaos. Or all of a sudden, somebody is uh, not going to be the backup quarterback, but he'll go and be the starting quarterback against a team. But, you know, there's you're still asking or hoping for grown-ups to be grown-ups here. And that's kind of dangerous here. At least history has proven that with college football. Yes, Paul? I wonder if there's any benefit for Michigan in that the portal, we're at the back end of the transfer portal, so some of their guys who may be thinking about going elsewhere, maybe there's less stops, maybe there's less places open so they won't have the mass exodus like Florida State had two weeks ago. But 
Next year, you're going to have playoff games, and then you wonder, you know, how many players are going to play in those playoff games? Will we have players who opt out and go into the transfer portal, even though their team is in the playoffs? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, Greg in Florida. Hi, Greg. Good morning. What's on your mind today? Six foot plus 1.8 handicap. Yes, Greg. Hello? Yes, Greg. Oh, I didn't know. That was an awful big bell. Uh, listen, I got a question for you that I was a little curious about. Isn't there any way they can mess around with, like, maybe uh, the NIL and with those contracts to uh, make those guys either stay on the team for that year and to, to kind of like a contract because they're getting paid, so it is technically like a contract. So, And if they didn't play in the bowl game or if they opted out, quote-unquote, at the end of the year that uh, they could actually get penalized. I mean huge, like penalized half or or more just to keep college football, college football. You know, we need to keep these bowl games intact. And just having all these guys go and sit out is kind of disheartening. Yeah, but th- 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 I know this is about our memories of bowl games, Greg. It, you got to be in today. you got to be in reality, and that is these kids don't care about what your memory is of the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl. You know, they're, they're business people, and you have to look at it through their eyes as well. I mean, do I want to see everybody stay? I want to see college basketball players stay for four years. Well, that's the way it was when I grew up. That's not reality. It's about business, and I think you have to view it. Why is it everybody else views it as business, but the kids can't view it as business? It's, you know, it's both. It's both sides. And the sooner everybody understands that, the sooner you can get to some kind of solution here. And NIL is not, hey, would you show up at this pizzeria and we're going to pay you, you know, $25,000. I mean, that's what the intention was. Hey, represent our restaurant. You get free food and we'll give you this amount of money. The offensive linemen, they eat at this restaurant. You know, the Crimson Tide offensive line stops here. Okay. That's not what it is anymore. Now it's about, I got a boatload of money. Do you want to come to my university? Or you want to transfer? I got a boatload of money. That's what this is. Take a break. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Clear comp for Michael Penix Jr., and I'm only going to go with his throwing motion, and that would be Warren Moon. Warren Moon threw a ball as pretty as anybody who's ever played that position. And he was uh, an athletic quarterback when he played in the Canadian Football League, not as much when he uh, finally got to the NFL. But as far as throwing the ball and being able to throw it differently at different levels, Warren Moon was as good as anybody who's played that position. And Michael Penix Jr. has some of that in him with the different releases, uh, different angles, and that ability to throw you know, deep. Uh, it didn't happen last night. He didn't play well. He was under pressure. Michigan's defense was wonderful. Uh, Booger McFarland of the Mothership, the uh, football analyst, he is uh, there covering college football on site last night for the national title game with Michigan and Washington. Uh, Booger, thanks for joining us. Your takeaway from this game is what? Michigan was clearly the better football team. It was a line of scrimmage game last night. And, um, you know, there was a, a Super Bowl. I can't remember which one it was a few years ago when Seattle played Denver. And everybody started to think that, man, maybe, just maybe, really good offense had started to take over. And you could dominate a game with really good offense. And what happened? We saw the Seattle Seahawks dominate the Broncos. And I get the game was in New York. The weather was uh, less than ideal. Uh, but really good defense dominated that game. And we came into this game, Dan, saying that, man, how is Michigan going to deal with Michael Penix and his accuracy and these three wide receivers, all of who are going to play in the NFL? Last night was another subtle reminder that really good defense beats really good offense. And it was a professional defense. You know, Jim Harbaugh made a change a few years ago when he went away from Don Brown, the longtime Michigan defensive coordinator, and he got into this Baltimore Ravens tree of defense. It was Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald went back to Baltimore. He got Jesse Minter. But it was essentially the same system. And he did it to beat Ohio State. Well, lo and behold, Ohio State was very similar to Washington. Great quarterback, great athletes, three wide receivers, and really good defense dominated the game last night. And Michigan rushed for 300 yards, and they dominated uh, the trenches. But the single biggest key in the game last night was Michigan's defense, and not what they did this year, but the change that Harbaugh made several years ago going from Don Brown to this Baltimore Ravens style of defense. And that style is the number one defense in pro football, 
and it's the number one defense in college football. Look at these quarterbacks going forward. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., J.J. McCarthy. Going forward, I think you have to factor in a lot of things. Number one, age. Penix is 23. He's got a history of injuries, two ACLs, shoulder surgery, dislocated shoulder. Uh, J.J. McCarthy has been really inconsistent. Uh, he doesn't wow you with the numbers, but he is athletic. He can move, and we see that that's where the game is going these days. I think the number one attribute a quarterback must have, Dan, is the ability to be accurate and throw the football where you need it to be. Michael Penix does that as good as anybody that's going to be in this coming draft. Um, but the knocks against him are what I stated earlier with the the age and the injuries. J.J. McCarthy, I'm not really sure he's consistent enough. Uh, last night, he didn't show us anything to change that. He only made two or three throws that, would, that you would deem game-changing throws or throws that you will remember last night. So going forward, I still would rather have Michael Penix Jr. I don't know if he'll be a top 15 in the top 20 pick. Hell, I don't know if he'll be a first-round pick. But I do know the one thing he does better than anybody else is throw the football accurately. And let's not take last night as a referendum on Michael Penix. He was under immense pressure last night. And it wouldn't have mattered if it was Joe Montana or Patrick Mahomes last night. I think Washington would have had the same fate because of the pressure and the defense that he faced last night. Yeah, I thought Michigan did a wonderful job of disguising where that pressure was coming from. And I thought that, you know, Penix couldn't get comfortable. He had a couple of, you know, wide open receivers, a couple of moments there where it thought I thought that they could maybe make it a little bit more of an interesting game. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, if you're Jim Harbaugh, what would you do? Let's say you have opportunities in the NFL, but what would you do if you're Jim Harbaugh? I think I have to explore those opportunities a little deeper and ask the questions. Like the reason Jim Harbaugh, I think, is fascinated with the NFL is because he has unfinished business there. Well, let's, re- let, let's go backwards to the last time he was in the National Football League. He was with the 49ers. Trent Balky was the GM. I don't think the relationship was great with Balky, mm-hmm. and so they kind of butted heads a lot. And so now you fast forward and bring us to the present day. If he does get back in the NFL, then I think it's got to be the right situation, meaning he's got to have total control. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean he's the head coach and GM. It simply means he's the head coach, and the guy that is his GM is either somebody he picks or somebody that is that is on the same page as him, kind of like Kyle Shanahan John Lynch. Like, those guys work together. They were hired at the same time. Their contracts are concurrent. So you know that they are in this thing together and they see football the same way. Well, can Jim Harbaugh find find a situation, whether it's the Chargers, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Panthers, can he find a situation that is that an owner, that a billionaire owner, and you'll get this better than, better than I do, a billionaire owner is ready to see control of his entire, organiz, entire organization to Jim Harbaugh and said GM. I don't know if there's a situation like that. Would the Spanos family do it? I don't know. They seem to really want to be hands-on. Would, would Tepper do it? I don't know. He seems to be really hands-on. <laughs> so, like, if you think about the think about the openings, is there anybody that's going to give him total control? Because I believe that's what he wants. And if he doesn't get total control, I think he's going back to Michigan. Does Harbaugh's rah-rah style still work in the NFL? Harbaugh is a leader of men. That works in any company, whether it's the NFL whether it's television, whether it's Bank of America, when you understand how to lead and galvanize people, Dan, it works. 
It doesn't matter the style in which you do it in. What matters is can you relate and can you connect with your employees? That is the essential thing that matters. And, yeah, it was different back then. Like, that NFL is different than the NFL now. But guess what? Did you watch the Michigan football team last night? Those are basically young NFL players. Like, it's a lot of seniors and juniors on that team. And so you're talking about really not but three or four years removed from the median age in the National Football League now. So I, I would I would be guessed to say that the average age of every team right now is probably 26, 27. Well, the team he was coaching last night, the average age was probably 21. Like, those, it's a senior-laden team. So he got those guys to run through a wall. Not only did he do that, he got a lot of those guys to come back and play another year rather than going to the National Football League. And so – to answer your question directly, I think his style still works because he is a great leader of men, and that works in any company. Talking to Booger McFarland of the Mothership, he was at the national title game with Michigan and Washington. If you ran the Bears, you would do what? I would keep Justin Fields. I would pick up the fifth-year option, and so I would continue to take a look at him year four, year five, so I have two more years to look at him. I would tell him this. I would say, I want you to succeed. We're going to pick up your fifth-year option. We're not going to extend you long-term just yet. We're going to surround you with every weapon that we can, and we're going to build this football team in the mindset that you are the quarterback going forward. I need you to go out and prove me right. And when you do, not if, but when you do, then we will discuss the long-term deal. I can't give you five years and $250 million now, though, because I need to see more. And fortunately for me, I have an avenue in which I can go down that is kind of, a, kind of, an, kind of an olive branch. So I'll extend the olive branch, which is the fifth-year option. I'm not going to cut you. I'm not going to trade you, but I'm going to extend the olive branch. Are you willing to play on the fifth-year option? while I build this team around you and continue to progress. If he's willing to do that, uh, then that's the route I go. If he says that I just can't do it, then I'm going to move on. And so I think it has to be a partnership and not a dictatorship, meaning I have to go to Justin Fields and his representatives, and we have to get be in this together because I don't want him coming in the locker room for the next two years unhappy, worried about his contract. Like, we need to be on the same page. So that's how I would approach it. If you ran the Patriots. If I ran the Patriots, I would really simply say this. Like, sometimes um, we all wear our welcome out at some point. Andy Reid, great coach. It was time for him to leave Philadelphia. He's had a ton of success in Kansas City. Doesn't mean you're a bad coach. And I would just simply say, say this to Bill. Like, we've done a lot of good things together. But I would like to try on a new pair of shoes. Like, there's this new, this new thing that came out called the iPhone. Like, I want to go away from the flip phone and go to the iPhone. Nothing against the flip phone. <laughs> It did me well, but I want to go to this new invention called the iPhone, and I'm willing to allow you to move on. And I think if, if you're Bill, there would be opportunities out there. And I would do that sooner than later. So Bill can have his choice of all the opportunities that are open. So I would do this this week. So before Friday, I would have a conversation with Bill and simply say this. I'm going to move on. Um, I'm willing to do whatever it is that I can to help you in your next situation. Is that a trade? Is that just a full-on-out release? I'm not, I don't want to fire you. Do you want me to fire you? Whatever Bill wants me to do to help him as we move forward, I would do because I respect him that much. I'm, I, I wouldn't say, hey, I'm firing Bill. I would just say we decided to 
mutually part and move ways so we can try different things. But I, I do think it's time because everybody needs to change their scenery at some point. I mean, hell, Dan, you've upgraded your facility at some point. Like you've gotten a dock, even though you've been doing this for a long time, we all need to kind of upgrade and renovate every now and then. Good to talk to you, Booger. Safe travels. Thanks for joining us as always. Always, man. Always enjoy talking to you. It's a very pleasant conversation. That's Booger McFarlane, ESPN NFL, college football analyst, and uh, won a couple of Super Bowls. He's very good. Very good. Always enjoy. Uh, let me see. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Brennan in Michigan. Hey, Brennan, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good, sir. Good, good. 5'11", uh, weight, TBD. All right. <laughs> uh, so I just want to get your thoughts on uh, the Jim Harbaugh comments last night um, regarding, you know, the innocence of him, the innocence of his team. Uh, when this whole uh, cheating scandal came out, you know, at first he said, you know, we're innocent, everybody's innocent, whatever. But then, you know, after that, there was not a peep. And now that the season's over... You know, he's saying we're innocent, everybody's innocent. To me, that kind of seems like he's got one foot out the door. Like, anything I say now doesn't really matter, you know. I'm I mean, I felt that, but I, I, I just don't know, Brennan. I, I, and thanks for the phone call. I, I'm not here to pile on Jim Harbaugh. I like Jim. I wanted him to fight this. I want him to be innocent. You know, I, I don't like when there's an asterisk by anybody winning a championship. But I do think it's there. And I don't know if it's three years, five years, seven years down the road that maybe we have some finality to this, some closure to it. But I do think it's going to take a while with the NCAA. Uh, Aaron in Fort Wayne. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, so uh, you were comparing Jim Harbaugh to uh, Richard Nixon, and immediately this uh, – quote came to mind and if you just imagine jim harbaugh saying this in his 30 for 30 uh richard nixon said this in his interview well i suppose you could say they were wearing listening devices perhaps you could even call them hearing devices and they were wearing wigs <laughs> that's it dan thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right good bit yeah it was like you know not many people calling for richard nixon impersonation but we got one Deep cut. I am not a crook. Uh, deep cut there with uh, air. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.